Hey everybody, welcome to the Coming Out Forums. I'm Dr. Lisa Cook, I'm your host, and we're back at it again, here to talk to a fabulous woman as our focus is women supporting women, getting to their next level by being real and authentic. We believe here at the Coming Out Forums that the truth is undisputed. So what your truth is, it's your reality, it's you, it's your power. And we're excited today to share with Chaltrice Heron. She is a accomplished, strong black woman, she is a woman with a MBA. She has a savvy business acumen. She is pursuing her life goals and her dreams. And we're so excited today for her to talk to us about women creating their own grass. I know that sounds really funny, but we're going to tap into what that really means, creating your own grass. So welcome today, Chaltrice. We're so happy for you. Thanks for having me. So, so let's open up this discussion with this idea of women creating their own grass. But first, before we do that, I want to give the, the listening audience an opportunity to just hear about who you are. So just introduce yourself, a little about your background. All right, certainly. Thank you, Lisa. So my name um, is Chaltrice Heron, as, as Lisa stated. I have spent my entire career, more than 25, almost 30 years now, actually, um, living to serve people. Um, I'm hardwired to help, and my background is mostly in the utility space, um, but I've pursued a lot of other things on the side related to um, volunteering, um, anything to do with uh, helping others, whether it's, um, you know, homeless shelters or tutorials or tutoring. So everything I've ever done has been to to feed people. Um, I feel like as a leader, it's our responsibility to help shepherd um, in the current and future generation of leadership. And that is that is mostly what my, my whole life has been about. Wonderful. Thank you. So you said some one things, this idea of living to serve people as your purpose and, and feeding people. Sounds like that gives you a lot of joy and f- food for, you know, for um, or fuel rather to keep moving every day. So I'm so excited to hear about um, how you maneuver that and this whole concept of women creating their own grass. One of the reasons why I thought about you and thought it was so important to hear from you is that um, we just met maybe what, maybe about four or five years ago, but mm-hmm. in that small time, just my observations of how you carry yourself as a woman, how you communicate and how you how articulate you are, but just yet your, your passion does ooze from you from your aura from your spirit and I've watched um you maneuver through um the years and I thought "Mm, I'm so excited to see you just take risk you know and not be afraid to you know not move from here and go from there and move to the next chapter so many people really live in fear and are not willing to take those risks and so I thought about this idea of what it looks like to women creating their own grass and you were the first person that came to my mind because I really believe that you are willing to do what it takes to create your own grass this whole thing of people we think the grass is green on the other side but we are in charge of our own destiny right and so right. I really wanted to hear from you like how do you um, unpack that idea of women creating their own grass how have you done that for yourself all right, so much like the, the the dream, right, the destiny that I'm living out now, um, I had to surrender. And let me unpack that a little bit. So first, when it comes to growing your own grass, that resonates with me so strongly because the, the first place we have to sow our seeds are within ourselves. That's where it starts. Your mindset, 
you know, and inside. And as I thought about, um, you know, how I've resisted answering the call for what I was meant to do for so long, I came to realize that I was doing it all along, no matter what role that I had, whatever company it was, and no matter how successful or high I, I rose in the organization, I always found a way to live out, get that creativeness out of me manifested in some way. And that was a big, you know, a big aha moment for me. So, so we have that. But when it comes to surrender, we do it in two ways in my view. We either give up or we give in. And when I finally uh, realized that I had been doing my passion all along, I decided to give up fighting it. So give up in this context is a positive thing. Mm. So how did that transition happen? Well, my tipping point was I was furloughed earlier this year. I mean, it's only, it's almost May, but uh, four months, four or five months seems like a forever ago already. And I had been um, continuing to mentor, coach and develop uh, and help people in, in other ways. But once I had that free time on my hand, I decided to pour into it full bore. And before my my heart knew what my, my head was already thinking, I had started to transition uh, without even knowing it. And one way that I did that is, you know, there's there's ways when you're with certain employers that you can, you know, take vacation time earlier in the year, because if you're anticipating coming back, right, you're going to put in the time to yeah. equal what you would have accrued. I didn't do that. So somewhere inside me, I knew that this was the, the, the beginning of the end. Mm. Secondly, every day that I went without a working a job, this job, I felt emotionally like I was um, losing weight emotionally. I felt lighter and lighter. I felt happier. I felt relief, right? Mm. Mm. So, so that was there. But then I started you know, taking on more clients. I started doing more research to fully vet out the things that I had invested in other people's dreams, <laughs> not allowing time for my own. Mm-hmm. And instead of having to drag myself out of out of the mental bed in the morning to do my previous role, you have to tear me away from what I'm doing now. So yeah. I listened to myself mm-hmm. and I finally answered, answered the call. That's awesome. So that's how my transition began. Thank you for being so specific. You know, you outlined just that process because oftentimes, you know, that whole Nike slogan says just do it. But in between just doing it, you got to figure out how to do it, right? And so that's right. a great, um, you know, point by point, your surrendering process. I appreciate you sharing that. And even you acknowledge the resistance that you felt, but it sounded like what I'm hearing you say over the course of just your journey, you've been doing it and now you've come to a place where you're, that's the first and foremost thing for you to fulfill that part of yourself versus, you know, the nine to five and those type of things. And so I appreciate you walking through the first part of this process, right? Creating your own grass, surrender, mm-hmm. right? Give mm-hmm. up or give in. Could you speak more about the give in? You spoke about the give up as a positive. How do mm-hmm. you, how do you um, categorize the give in in that area? Thank you for bringing me back to that. So the, the given part is about when you give into something, 
it generally means that you are allowing yourself to either enter into a situation or a behavior that is probably, you know, not something you should be doing or that you know doesn't serve you well. And in this context, I had been giving into, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you've got this great career ahead of you. You're you're exceeding expectations. We want to develop you for this. Uh, I gave into not allocating my time properly in my various courts of life by letting them, you know, various organizations pour more work onto me than I really wanted to bear. Mm-hmm. And other distractions that that life can bring about. And every time I did that, every time I made the choice to choose something else over what I was destined to do, I was giving into um external influences rather than following that fire that was inside of me telling me you're supposed to be doing something else. So that's that's how I view giving in and once I gave up on trying to um execute and live out my passions just like part-time in spurts joy in spurts mm-hmm. that's when i really stepped fully into into me oh good that's really good would you say because i um that when you're at this pivotal point cuz i heard you mention that um it was the furlough that was the tipping point right you you had yes. you were doing this in segments of your life you know doing but you weren't doing it fully and i think about the person that has the anxiety, the anxiety to go to this next level. But you mentioned that joy is like there, peace is there, like fulfillment is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you, you know, tell somebody who they, they, they're right there and they're on the cusp and you're, you talked about this process, but they're almost just anxiety to have the good, right? The anxiety mm-hmm. to have the good is so hard and so prevalent. What would you say to them in this context of creating your own grasp? So first let's talk about how do we I even know how do I even know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing whatever yeah. the it is. Mhm. If you're still wondering, right? Pay attention and be self-aware. And what I mean by that is people will give you cues and clues. Mhm. And then in the self-awareness space, recognize, learn to recognize when you're at your happiest because that feeling when you are flourishing in your purpose is unmistakable. Mhm. Mhm. So, mm-hmm. a cue or clue, I mean from a person might be like this. You're talking about something. I'll, I'll use myself as an example when I would talk about helping people uh, break cycles and learn how to uh, learn how to save. When I would talk about the beautiful creations that I would make, I would be so excited and the person might say to me, "Wow, So you are so passionate about this like is this are you going to be starting your own business? Mm-hmm. Or where can I reach you? Where can I see some of your work? Well, when you're doing it in spurts, your whole package is not together. Mm-hmm. And so I I was in those moments like, "Oh my gosh, I realized my body language had changed." Mm-hmm. the tone of my voice and the enthusiasm in which I was expressing what I was working on changed that that line of demarcation when you're working instead of doing what you're meant to do is is very very clear mm, very, so very i clear. would say start with those two things start with Now, awareness and listening mm-hmm. to the cues okay yes listening to clues both from others and being self-aware self-aware okay. mm-hmm. 
The second part of, uh, of your question, um, I just love this question, by the way, is you don't have to be afraid. You, number one, should manage your exit. So when you're managing your exit, that means that if, if you, you try, right, you try, try again, because today what we so easily call failure used to be called trial and error. So while I encourage your audience to keep trying, if things don't work out or you need to hit the reset button, as long as you manage your exit wherever you are right now, it, it leaves a pathway open to go back if you need to. People understand when you go for it. So some of the response that I got back from senior management, my executive mentors on down was so positive. It wasn't... Um, you know, anything in anger or disappointment, anything like that. It, it went something like, that's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. I knew it was just a matter of time. Um, finally, let me know how I can help. That was the response that I got. Because the mask we wear, and sometimes the lie we tell ourselves is, there's, there's it's not a good time. I, there's no way I can do this, right? But when you you truly are meant to be doing something else, everybody else around you can see it mm. so the mask we take off allows us to see what everybody else saw all along mm. so that's managing good. pardon me no go ahead i was writing that down that was good <laughs> awesome so manager exit is, is number one because it allows you um uh, an opportunity and a pathway to go back secondly you can remove tons of anxiety by planning Right. And so what does planning mean? So you've heard that that term, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That is so true, but it's only one small micro grain of what's involved when, when I say plan. Plan also means do your do your research. Mm -hmm. So research means what is it really that I want to do? How if somebody asked me what it is that I do if I was already doing it full time, you know, permanently? Uh, what would I tell them? Because a vision that you can't articulate is just a verbal hallucination. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. I certainly as a potential client or customer can't, you know, buy into what you want me to do in return. Mm. It also means researching what resources are out there. There's the PPP loan that's going on. There's grants in under um, underserved professions where it's there's not enough diversity there are alumni associations there are professional associations so many different pathways for you to find resources to help bear that burden financially that it may take in order to be stable while you're you're building your dream okay so that's that's some of what i mean by plan that's number two and the last point to this to this part is oftentimes I was just speaking with a young lady that branched off into her own consulting um, business earlier today. And she was lamenting how there were so many times she used to ask people, well, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Or, you know, you know, this is something I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. Does that make sense? It only has to make sense to you, right? And mm -hmm. you've got time to create what that will be. But I, I, I propose that we stop asking or, or avoid asking if and ask how. 
So ask mm-hmm. for help is point three, but ask how, not if you should do something, because really, um, if that's your destiny, it's it's already what you should do. That answer is already there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really good. So you were able to really spell out this whole idea of creating your own grass, if really pursuing what your passion, your purpose, really what you're, what you're created to do to, to give back while you're here, right on your journey on the surface. So you were able to really give us a great, great glimpse of what that looks like. And so with that being said, and you're now living proof of right, this, of how, how do you do it? Tell us a little bit about, um, some of the truths that you want people to know about you as you as a woman as a black woman i, I mean it's i it, this is a great blueprint right but mm-hmm. there's got to be struggles and there has to be challenges and so what's the truth we, what we should know in this process as well i mean so we know it's not going to just be always peaches and cream so mm-hmm. what, what other truths would you want us to know about that so you there i want um i want people first and foremost to know that i i I had a lot of trial and error. And even as I hesitated there, we have to uncondition ourselves to stop saying the word fail. Mm. Right? Experiments fail, right? It either passed or it failed. It was successful or it wasn't. Well, you've got to try mm. and you, you cannot be discouraged by that. So I would say expect to have to go through a trial and error process. Okay. Secondly, and this one is probably um, most important from, from my personal standpoint is you may or may not have a support system. Mm-hmm. The sun rises every day and shines just fine all by itself. Mm-hmm. So even if you're surrounded or in a surrounding where people can't see multidimensional or they, they can't dream, they're not dreaming for themselves because they can and they don't support you, you need to cut that right? Either remove yourself from that situation or just communicate clearly that, uh, okay, so I understand where you are, but I need you to not bring that negativity in my space. And I say it that way because I allow people to do that. I allowed people in my, you know, very close inner circle to talk me out of it, to convince me that there's no possible way you can do it. You got three kids, you know, you, you got a good job. What are you doing? Right. It's not, a, it's not about that. So you're, you're, you may encounter some of that. And the third, you expect to do it. You have to pace yourself. So one of the uh, learning, uh, the uh, lessons that I, that I learned early on and still learn all the time, right. As I try more and more mm-hmm. is I had to, to learn how to pace myself meaning, yes, I am going to have an app. I have designed a line of products and, you know, along with the value-added services that I that I want to offer, but I can't do all those things at the same time. Yes. And, but I tried early on because I was so excited and I'm so interested in so many things. I tried that. It's, it's not going to work. So... I had to hit the reset button a few times and focus on what they call the one thing. And once the one thing, you know, got in a, in a, in a place where it was where I wanted it, then 
I was able to start adding on to the next to the next thing. So know what your phase one looks like. Um, know what you want your vision to be long term, mm-hmm. and then figure out what's reasonable and achievable in between. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Thank you for, you know, sharing about your your journey and your truth on, you know, the things that you had to, had to grow into and, and not allow. I think about plenty of people who have dreams and want to do different things, but you're right, they have the wrong net of people around them, right? They're, and they're trying to move forward, but they don't have that reinforcement. But the thing I heard you say is that guess what? You may be your only reinforcer. And so if you have to believe in your dream so much that despite what people are saying around you, that you still got to keep going forward step by step. And then I, I wonder if everyone has the strength to tell people, you know what, you, I don't want to, I can't listen to that. You know, set some boundaries. I heard you say set some boundaries. So if you're listening to that, I want you to know that it's okay to set boundaries. As Chartrice has just explained to us, you have to do that because there may be some naysayers but you have to believe in yourself, as you just told us, um, to keep pushing beyond that. So thank you for that as well. So um, one of the things I want to just ask you, as we've kind of unpacked it, um, this idea of creating your own grass, are there any other pieces to the puzzle that you feel you want to share with us today about that? You feel about, like you that view? about creating your own grass? Correct. Yeah. Right. So um, you, you must feed it constantly um that that whole idea of taking on too much biting off more than you can chew it can be overwhelming Mm -hmm. so in in the context of grass if you you water it too much you kind of get blossom rot um don't don't sell yourself short you can do it and there is a way marketing is a thing for a reason find the people people, I should say, in the space you want to be in that are killing the game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Learn from that. The learning process and research means reading. It means talking to subject matter experts. And then it means visually going out there and knowing essentially who your competition could be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and figuring out what makes you special or different. So I would, I would add those, I would definitely add those, those things. That's good. That's excellent. So with all that being said and all that hard work that you're doing, but that's fun work and enjoyable work and life fulfilling work. Tell me what makes you laugh. What makes me laugh? My niece and nephew. (laughs) (laughs) What do they do do to make you laugh? So they're so funny. They've been with us for, for a little while now. And it just brings me so much joy when they are uh, reading. And um, I'll give you an example the other day. Um, my nephew was reading and he was talking, reading about the States and he said, Rahode Island. And it was the most authentic, honest thing. He was trying so hard. He actually reads very well. And all that just, um, that just tickled me so much. And then also my niece, um, shared with me that she, she thought that hot dogs actually came from dogs and she oh. really really loves animals <laughs> so, <laughs> oh that brings me so much joy and oh, also my children oh, they're wow. all adults but you know between them 
um, and myself. I laugh at myself all the time. Humor is a huge part of, of what makes me me. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. I wonder, um, did you tell her that the that the hot dogs didn't come from the hot from the dogs? How did she handle that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we certainly did. Yes, <laughs> she probably was disappointed, but I could I could understand how you would you could see that right. You could think that to be that's right. Especially those little bitty dogs that look like hot dogs, right? They call that. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's wonderful. So wonderful. So my last question for you today is, um, because I know you're a visionary and, um, you know, doing all these things. And uh, tell me where you see yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if we're we're alive in five years, but I pray we all will be, where do you see yourself three to five years from now? as, As you look at your passion and your dreams, where do you see yourself? Thank you for that question. So one, another thing that I came to, to accept you know, from just knowing me the past, um, you know, four or five years that I have been looking for an out and, you know, different exploratory committees and all of that. Mm-hmm. As soon as I embraced what I meant to do, I had no desire to search. But what it did do, though, was maybe realize I there, there's no rule that says you, you only have to do one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You start with the one thing. But what has opened up is opportunities for me to explore other facets around this nucleus of creativity mm-hmm. to, to also uh, grow. So within the next five years, I plan to continue to build my clientele. I have an app that is under development that I'm going to launch. Okay. Uh, within the next six months, I have a line of uh, products, coin and bill banks, um, duct tape, which <laughs> which I can explain later to anyone who wants to know, but just products that enhance uh, the lives of others and make, you know, give me so much joy um, in designing. A little bit further uh, down the line, say probably within the next two years for sure, I am going to write books. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to write books. I'm going to teach classes and I'm going to continue to usher in current and future generations of leadership to help help them, you know, clear all the, the debris so that they can do the same. Whatever I do, whatever I learn, I believe mentorship in part is about helping those coming behind you not have to experience mistakes to learn from them, but to grow from the ones you already, you know, tended to. So that's where I, I see myself doing doing what I love from now on. Wonderful. So thank you, everybody who are listening to Saltree's Aaron. I'm sorry, Heron. And um, she has given us such a wonderful view of how women can create their own grass. She has laid out the blueprint for us. She has talked about the challenges that she had. And really, I heard so many wonderful nuggets that you can take with you wherever you are on your journey, wherever you're trying to, to pursue. Um, and the wonderful thing I love about her is that she's always ever evolving, always ever looking to grow. And the whole principle of coming out is that we continue to grow as women, as individuals. Um, And so I am so excited to see what she does in the future. I'm so excited for you all to hear.
Sautrice, so tell us where they can find you at, any of your um, social media tags, where, where can they find you? Absolutely. So you can find me at uh, wesafe365.com. I am also on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, pretty much all the major things except for Twitter. You can find me. Well, if, if you're excited about saving, if you're excited about um, being mentored, um, she is the person to go to. She is doing some wonderful things. And so we are super thrilled that you joined us tonight. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you again in the near future. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs>